Welcome to the Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 134, Sleepy Hollow. Who will this podcast come for next? Maverick, apparently. What? <laughs> we brought her along this time. <laughs> you said it's coming after me. No, I don't think so. <laughs> hey, that's a great... That's a great introduction to the fact that we have Maverick back for the first time in way too long. Hi guys, is this a fir- what is this the first one I've done since Tremors, right? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, this is the first one I've done with Carnage since pff, last year. Shit, last year. Yeah, yeah it's been a while. A uh, little bit. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you just know, a couple months. No big deal. Like half a year, yeah. maybe another century. I don't know. It's something like that. So. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that. I think the last time I saw you guys was at Chaos's party. We were just saying that. That's and that was in, what, February? And it feels like, that honestly feels like years ago. And it really, it it's really only been like five months. Yeah, but oh my God, it might as well have been five years ago. It's so weird. <laughs> the world has I changed know. so much since then. <laughs> I'm getting my bubble next week and then I'll see you guys. You're getting your bubble. <laughs> really, it's like one of those big hamster wheels, but yeah. It'll be fine. Nice. <laughs> like those ones that they put you in, in so water. you can like run around and yeah, in the yes. water. Yes, I'm getting one of you those. You can walk on water. and. But this way I can hug you guys. I can just push my bubble up against you and knock you down. That'll be my new hug version. Oh my gosh. Oh, you were just, I can just see her in the bubble and just like, we're trying to like talk to her or something and she's just <laughs> crashing into us like over and over and over again. Okay, that'd be so much fun for me actually. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Bubbles. I also wonder how would that affect sound quality? That would be interesting. <laughs> There'd be an echo I would, probably. I would love to be able to somehow record all three of us in those bubbles, just like on Lake Erie, just going oh after each God, other. Oh my God, that would be so, and it's just hashtag Mariana's Trench of Hate. It, just, it would be so perfect. We need those mics that clip to our shirts because you know we're going to be falling over and shit. Oh, like yeah. a lavalier? Yeah. yeah, lavalier, yeah. There's no way we can be like running after each other on the lake and holding a mic. It just doesn't work. holding a mic? It doesn't work. No, oh, so we God. would just strangle ourselves with the lavalier cord. Oh, yeah, that's fine. No. It's fine. <laughs> sure. It's fine. And then we can all have GoPros. Yes. <laughs> Strap your heads. Yes. That would be awesome. This would be, this would be seriously episode. fun. Yeah. It would be our first. Definitely. It would be our first YouTube video. Our, our video episode. Our first one. So I've seriously been looking into buying a GoPro just because like they're, they're not as much money as I thought, but they're still kind of out of my price range. But mm-hmm. okay. So Gator's thing that he's really into right now. He's really into Hot Wheels cars. Like he loves putting them on the track and, you know, get, we have one of the ones, the motorized tracks where you just kind of keep sending them through and it shoots them like through the loops and stuff. And I found out they actually have um, like cars, little Hot Wheels cars that you can get and you can strap a GoPro onto and then you can record the car going through the track and stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm like, why didn't we have this kind of shit when like we were young? I would have loved to do because something like that. Because the cameras that we had when we were young, we were young weighed about 900 pounds and gave you like a shoulder cramp, you know. But anyway, my name is Chaos. I'm Carnage. I am oh. I am here with Carnage. Yes, my co-host <laughs> Maverick is back with us Hi and there. we are We are the mostly podcast at night. Mostly. Mostly. We are 
We are two best friends of 20 years who bicker and banter our way through a different podcast, a different episode each week, a different movie each week. (laughs) And uh, we um, take turns picking. Um, This is not a revenge pick. This is our guest pick. This this was my choice. This is my choice. I wanted to make it a good one, you know, to come back to. Yeah. I had a lot to follow up from with that Tremors one. I've actually had a few of my friends, like they listened to the Tremors one and they said that that was one of the the best ones I've ever done. So, Oh, really? Uh-huh. Carnage, cool. Carnage, you missed a good time with that one. Oh, I bet. I did not but. miss a good movie, though. So I'm just saying. I'm hey. <laughs> Fucking Tremors is awesome, man. You don't you don't disrespect Tremors in this podcast. <laughs> well, do you want to give them the warnings before I tell them what we did this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you guys, some big warnings for spoilers. I mean, this movie is uh, 1999, so it's not new. Um, but we will spoil the crap out of it, and we will also swear, even though I don't think I've done that yet this episode. I did. But um, I did. Lots- okay, okay. <laughs> so, lots of fucks ahead. Um, enjoy. Yeah, this week we did do, as you said, Sleepy Hollow. It was done in 1999. It was an R rating, an hour and 45 minutes long, and it got a 7.3 on the IMDb scale. What about the tomato meter? I am so glad that you asked because the tomato meter is sitting at a 68%. Critic consensus, Sleepy Hollow entertains with its stunning visuals and creepy atmosphere. Audience score, much different, 80%. Nice. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Huh. Audiences liked it a lot better than the critics did. Huh. Yeah. Huge cast. Yes. Huge cast. Should we get to it? Let's get into it's that cast. Huge. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Can I do something real quick? What is what it? What is it? Let's get ready to rumble! Thank you. I had to do that for one of my friends. She told me to do that because of the new microphone. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> Well, I guess I'll be nice what? and leave it in then, <laughs> because Carnage has gone deaf. What? Are you guys there? I can't hear you anymore. What? Wait, I have another one. No, not from her. No. no. I know what you're thinking, and so does Jesus, so stop it. <laughs> Fine, I won't do a hooper. Okay, so before we get into the cast, I just want to do this really quick because I don't want I don't think it needs to be addressed and like talked about in depth because we want to focus on the movie. But uh, just so that we touch on it, Johnny Depp, yay or nay? Carnage. As a person or what? Yes, as a person. Yay. Maverick? Uh, mm-hmm. Yay. I'll go with yay. Okay. Chaos says yay too. That's all we're going to talk about with Johnny Depp's personal life. We're moving on. Okay. Yeah, it's not relevant. Yeah. Nah. Let's keep going. Okay. So, Ichabod Crane was played by Johnny Depp. Of course, known for a ton of shit, but Pirates of the Caribbean, Edward Scissorhands, Charlie Chocolate Factory, and just Tim Burton was the director of this film, and they do a lot together. So, yeah. Yes, Tim Burton is one of those directors. He has a stable of actors that he likes to use over and over again. And Johnny Depp is right at the top. And not surprising, Danny Elfman, another Tim Burton favorite, did the score for this. So, yeah. Not surprising, yes. Katrina Van Tassel was Christina Ricci. Uh, Known as for Adam's Family, Adam's Family Values, Mermaids, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with Johnny Depp. She's done a ton of stuff. All these people have done a ton of stuff, mostly. Penelope is another good one. That's one of my favorites. And Casper. What's that one? What's Penelope? I know of Casper. What's Penelope? 
she she um she's a girl who had she was uh, she had a curse put on her when she was little, so she has a pig nose, and so she has to find true love, and it gets rid of the pig nose. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, it's um, uh, Christina Ricci's in it, and Catherine O'Hara plays the mom. It's a good one. I like it. Okay. Well, James it Mac- James McAvoy plays the love interest. I love James McAvoy. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, Lady Van Tassel and the Crone were both played by Miranda Richardson. Okay. Before I say anything about her, as a Harry Potter fan, I squeed throughout this whole movie because she was Reader Skeeter in Harry Potter. Yes, she, she was uh, like Harry Potter light. <laughs> yes, she was also in the Crying Game and the Hours. I love uh, Miranda Richardson from Blackadder. Was the first thing I ever mm-hmm. saw her in at the young tender age when I watched PBS all the time for my television enjoyment. Um, and that was when I fell in love with her. She, when she she was a common she, um, collaborator with French and Saunders too, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. She was indeed. Yes, she's a very funny lady. Um, Baltus Van Tassel was Michael Gambon. Dumbledore number two in That's Harry right. Potter. He was also in Layer Cake, which I love him in, and Kigsman Golden Circle. Yeah, I was having trouble. Like, I was watching him this time, and I'd watched this movie plenty of times before without issue, but this time I just kept seeing him as Dumbledore. Agreed. Um, Brom Van Brunt was played by Casper Van Dien. Uh, known for Starship Troopers mostly and then Tarzan. He was very popular in the 90s. He was. He was, uh, wasn't he in, in like Varsity Blues too and shit like that? I don't think he's in Varsity Blues. That was James Vanderbeek, I think you're thinking of. Oh, yeah. I, uh, they all run together for me. Okay, so Reverend Steenwick was Jeffrey Jones. Most known for Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but he was also in Ed Wood, a gun with Donnie Depp and Tim Burton. And yep. he was in Amadeus. Amadeus. Cool. That's I right, he that was. Movie. I love the movie. Me too. I haven't seen that in a long time. Magistrate Phillips was Richard Griffiths. Uh, Bernard Dursley in a Harry Potter. He was also in King Ralph and Gorky Park. Dr. Lancaster was Ian McDermott. Uh, he was... Hello, in Star Wars and The Awakening. <laughs> I know, I just kept expecting him to start talking about the Empire at any moment. It was very weird. This movie was very weird for that reason. Whoa, whoa. What the hell happened? You just got really loud and like close to the microphone. Don't yell at me oh, for chewing when you do this. Sorry, is am I better? Yeah. I yes, you're better now. Or... That was bad. Sorry. Yeah, that's better. Uh, you guys you like totally like Palpatine there. That was kind of weird. I palpatined. Yeah. You did. Yeah, you did. All of a sudden, <laughs> you were like this. Oh, cool. I would do that again. No, I'm just kidding. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, so the horseman was Christopher Walken. Wait, you missed one. Did I? Yeah. Notary Hardenbrook. How in the world can I tell where I am <laughs> when I keep getting interrupted? Notary Hardenbrook was Michael Go. Uh, he was Alfred from all the Batman movies. And he was also in Top Secret, but I loved him as Alfred. Hell yeah. <laughs> the Horseman was Christopher Walken. I don't know him at all. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he did <laughs> everything. Deer Hunter, Balls of Fury, all the Prophecy movies, Dead Zone. He's in one. We love Christopher Walken. Did you see Balls of Fury? Yes. I felt like that was an underrated guy. I love that movie. I own it. Oh, okay. Of course. It's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> Young Masbeth was Mark Pickering. Uh, he was in Les Mis and Calendar Girls. Lady Crane was Lisa Marie. She's actually another Tim Burton favorite. She was in Edward and Planet of the Apes. 
Killian was Stephen Waddington. Hermione's the Mohicans and the Intimidation Game. Beth Killian was Claire Skinner. Richard Jones' Diary and the Escort. Um, Burgomaster, the, uh, the the head of the police, was Christopher Lee. Yay! Okay, of course, Lord of the Rings, the original Wicker Man, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp, Star Wars, Dracula, of course, and Curse and Curse of Frankenstein. I was going to say, you have to mention Dracula. I know, did like a million that. Hammer films, yeah. yeah. Um, the High Constable was Alan Armstrong. Uh, he was in Mummy and Van Helsing. Yes. Jonathan Masbeth was Mark Spaulding. Zero Never Dies in Tales from the Crypt. Sarah was Jessica Oilowo? Oilowo? I don't know. Oil, 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 oil. Uh, she, was, she was in Alice in Wonderland and Madame Bovary. Sorry if I uh, ruined your name, Jessica. Van Ripper was Tony Maudsley. He's Quarp from Harry Potter, and he was also in Underworld. Who from Harry Potter? Quarp. Hagrid's uh, half-brother? Quarp. Quarp. Okay. You just, uh, when you say it, like, you just went up in pitch every time you said it, and I was like, I can't understand what you're saying. Quarp. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Lord Crane was Peter Guinness. Uh, he was in The Saint, and he was also in the movie that doesn't really exist, but they laced it anyway, Alien 3. I mean, I don't think it exists. They keep saying No, it that exists, movie but... does not exist. No, I don't know. Um, we do have one honorable mention. I forgot to say this, though. Uh, Martin Landau for Peter Van Garrett, who, of course, was in Edwood, North by Northwest, so many other stuff, too. But he was uncredited, so... He was... Oh, yeah, I was like, I found his credit, but he's all the way down at the bottom. Oh, yeah, so... Sad. But yeah, he definitely should be mentioned for sure. All right. Um, do you want to give us a short uh, Carnage's five second summary? Yes, I will actually. Um, Tim Burton took Washington Irving's story and things went awry. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I, I mean, it wasn't Washington Irving's story, Irving's story at all. But No, it's not what I expected. Not what I expected. Wait, hold on. Have you not, had you not seen this I before? had not. No, that's why I was so excited to watch it last night. I watched it last night for the first time ever. And oh. That's my screenshot, you guys. I was like, oh, look, Love of Carnage. So, yeah, so I was excited. you'd never seen it. Mav had seen parts of it. I am the only one who has seen it a million times. Mav, have you never seen the whole thing before this? No. Like, I feel like I tried to watch it. No, I don't watch movies at work. Um, <laughs> I tried to watch it once and like the internet kept cutting in and out. So I like, I, I stopped paying attention because the movie itself kept like blipping in and out. And I was just like, whatever, I'm done with this. But I mean, I know the story of like Sleepy Hollow, like, you know, I'm, I'm a Disney kid. So of course I grew up with, um, the Disney version with Ichabod Crane and, you know, the Headless Horseman and that stuff. But no, I had never actually seen this full movie until I watched it for this podcast. Until you mention it, I totally fucking forgot Disney did a version of it. And then I just remembered it. <laughs> yeah, because um, Bing Crosby does the um, narrator's voice. Yeah, that's right. I actually like that version. I forgot about it. Yeah, I grew up with the story. <laughs> Like, I, what was it, back in elementary school or middle school? We did the story. I'm like, yeah, we read it. Um, uh, Rip Van Winkle at the same, you know, in the same semester. So that's what I remembered. I didn't know. I, I figured this movie would be, like, just a long, drawn-out version of that. But <laughs> no. No. No, not at all. Yeah. So. Um, 
Do you want to get into Well, that's it? good. I, I think we should get into it because I can't wait to hear what you guys yeah, have to say definitely. about it. Let's do this thing. All right, cool. Who wants so to take I'll it start, away? I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, it starts in 1799 in New York. Um, Ichabod's not a school teacher in this one. He's actually a, um, a policeman. And a constable. A constable, yes. Yeah, a constable in New York. And um, it's kind of very much like Simon Pegg's character. He wants to do more than the police force wants them to do. So yeah. go up to this little sleepy town called Sleepy Hollow. They're having uh, these three, they had these three murders where the people were all decapitated. Sounds like you said decapitated and I am here for it. <laughs> I like decapitated. We got to figure out what that means. And use yeah. it often. Um, so yeah, they send him up to Sleepy Hollow where they meet all these like, I mean, they're already old timey because it's 1799, but they're kind of Dutch and I'm trying to say something that's not politically correct. So I'm not going to say it. What? I don't know. Well, they just kind of remind me of like rednecky and backwards and ancestral. <laughs> Is that wrong? They kind of remind me of West Virginia. Is that wrong? I didn't know West Virginia had a large Dutch colony. Well, no, not the Dutch part, but the backwards and industrial part is what I was thinking. Like, everyone's related to everyone, and everyone knows Well, I thought that was just the, the nature of this very small town. I mean, yeah, everybody's related because it's a tiny town. Like, what is the... The population is like 20. I think that's oh, what no, you're picking up on more than, than like redneckiness. Well, the cast I really don't think they did. I mean, they were that they were that small of a town, though, that you're talking about like a couple dozen people, and that's it. I mean, I, I think it was just the fact that it was a very small town, and they didn't have the amenities of the city and all that stuff. It wasn't that they were necessarily like weird Dutch rednecks. But I mean, if you want to spin it that way, I guess you can. Like, this is do my you? Fan fiction, and this is I will do. Yeah, like. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't even know if rednecks were a thing in 1799. I don't think they were. But... I think it's more of a newer concept. But, um, yeah. So he thinks he's going to go investigate this, but they already know who did it. I mean, yeah, duh. <laughs> it was the Hellas Horseman. They tell is... the story of the Hessian who uh, came to this country from Germany to to fight in the war, not for any sort of principle or anything. He looks like a like, freaking vampire. Like, he doesn't even look like he's human. Yeah, he, he does. looks like a vampire. Well, he, sh- he files down his teeth because he's just so much about violence. He comes for love of violence, and he files down his teeth, and he's like this insane madman who just um, wants to kill people. It took me. my it second love of violence. It was for love of carnage. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's the same thing. (laughs) It's very indifferent in this case. So, yeah. Okay, fine. He came for the love of you, Carnage. (laughs) The Hessian was like, she's not even born yet. It's 1799. And she's going to graduate high school in like... 1998 like 200 years later but i totally dig that carnage i am here for her i will will, i am willing to wait he is like he's like the most loyal of those jailhouse husbands you know the wife goes for a long time he's like nope i love i love lily may i'm gonna stay loyal to her until the end of days it's my prince charming yeah a 200 year old man that is my prince charming so that's pretty good actually i do like i'm older Who's like dead? Yes, yeah, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> that really leads to necrophilia jokes, and I'm not going there. So, no, let's not. 
Keep going. Love of violence. Keep keep on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Derailing you again. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what I was even talking about now. Uh, so, you know, like Ichabod's like, yeah, okay, I'm sure it's really a horseman. So anyway, the horseman um, gets betrayed by two girls in the woods. He he tells them to hush so that the people chasing him will not find him. And uh, the girl... No matter that they could just drive through, like ride their horses through and just see him standing there. Because it's not like it was a, you know, thick forest or anything. Like you could see straight through the trees. I know. It, and, he, you know, he's this giant, dark, hulking shape in a snowy landscape. Like, right, right. And gee, like, no, we're not going to go and investigate that giant black thing over there. It's just a shadow. <laughs> yeah, that's weird because these tracks lead from the dead horse right into the forest where this, like, large, hulking black thing standing. Couldn't be him. No. 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 Well, don't forget, it's back in 1799. They didn't exactly investigate that, apparently. Uh, I think they could, like, considering there were ha- things like hunters and trappers, I think they could have followed f- some fucking p- footprints in the snow. You think, just but apparently not. Okay, whatever. Anyway, they are alerted to his presence. They come and kill him. Um, and then they say, you know, so that, so he comes back every night to take the heads of others until he gets his head back. And Ichabod's like, yeah, okay. Because he's like, I'm from New York. I am, I am like on the head, like the the pulse of technology for crime fighting. I am fucking Batman in 1799, and I am gonna find the real human flesh and blood killer. And everybody's like, Sure, you are, sweetie. Okay, well, we'll get you a room. You just go have a nice lie down. You're very mean, Ichabod. Well, Ichabod is funny because he's a total scaredy cat. Like, it cracks me up. Yeah, even quite... even in the Disney version, he's like a wimp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, he's they describe him as, like, being tall and skinny and, you know, has a big nose. Like, he, he comes across as a, a real pansy, essentially. And so it was kind of funny to see Johnny Depp playing him as <laughs> such. But it was like, it, it was almost like, I wonder if Johnny Depp pulled from this um this role when he was trying to find someone um find that role for being like jack sparrow Mm. well and he offered to um because he was familiar with the story so he offered to wear prosthetics um to kind of uglyfy him up or whatever or make him look different and tim burton actually said no i just want you to have the squeamishness and the scaredy like just the essence of ichabod not necessarily the physical appearance of him so he did offer to make himself look a little bit more like it yeah um yeah it was an interesting uh change but i i liked it it was kind of i liked where he was coming from he was coming from this place of science and wanting to help these people with with fact and science and reason because you know uh he obviously has some trauma in his life um we also should mention this guy is suffering from severe ptsd (laughs) Uh, because every time he falls asleep or passes out, which he faints quite often, <laughs> um, he flashes back to these these terrible dreams of his mother when she was alive. Well, they're they're kind of nice dreams, but they always end terrifying. So something happened to him, obviously, and uh, he's 
he's been affected by it his whole life. So yeah, he's a big scaredy cat. I don't really blame him. I see why. We don't have to talk about that now, but at some point I would like to talk about his childhood a little bit when we get, like when you think it's a good point, because I do want to talk about that whole thing. Okay. Um, well, somebody write it down because I'll forget. Okay. Um, done. Okay. Because I hate when we go, yeah, we got to talk about that. And then I forget to talk about <laughs> it. I'm like, I always do that. Um, so Ichabod, uh, he, let's see, um, let's see, he's staying with Baltus Van Tassel and Lady Van Tassel, who is Baltus's second wife after his original mom, his mom, oh my God, (laughs) his original wife died. So he... Ichabod and uh, Katrina, who he is especially taken with after she gives him a kiss, um, they both have that in common, that their moms are both dead. You should say, Lady Lady Tassel was uh, um, the original wife's nurse, too. Yeah, I just didn't get that far, but I was was going to mention that, yeah. Um, Yeah, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, that doesn't sound suspicious. You know, nobody's acting like it's suspicious, but come on really she was the nurse first well geez i'm sure she didn't have any any designs on the husband whatsoever i mean my first instinct was like well then obviously she killed the wife i think we're jaded because i thought the same thing (laughs) we watched too much true true crime shows yeah exactly (laughs) it's always a spouse always a spouse what's that one show that you made me watch where it's always the spouse it really is always the spouse who the bleep did I marry? Was it that one? No, no, no. It was like it was like an unsolved mysteries one. It didn't say it wasn't anything about the Mary, but it's like from the eighties. Do you remember this? And every time it's a spouse, we were sitting there making fun of it. I bet it was a spouse. It ends up being the spouse every time. <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, that. who the bleep did I marry would work, but that's a newer show. Yeah, this yeah. is something like way old, like uh, like eighties, oh, nineties okay. that you and I were we found that we were watching. This is a while mm-hmm. ago when we were actually together. So, oh my gosh, it sounds great. Now I'm really <laughs> I'm really disappointed I don't remember. I'll just look it up and get back to you. Yeah, for sure. Uh so let's see. Um the they've got four dead, three dead so far. Then Jonathan Masbeth, he's out in the guard tower keeping watch when the horseman comes for him. And of course he's killed immediately because it's the horseman. He's an excellent fighter and he takes what he wants, which is heads. So young Masbeth, uh, the son goes to Ichabod like, okay, so now I'm just going to like tag along with you all the time. Cause I don't have a dad or a mom anymore. And it's like, great. Poor little orphan. Kind of reminded me of like the kids in Jurassic Park when they just kind of glom onto Grant. Yes. Yeah. It's like, hi. Hi. You're my dad now. Hi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And uh, let's see. I'm just going like, if you want to chime in with anything, Matt, uh, feel free. I'm just going over general stuff. Yeah, that's it's happening. Fine. It's fine. I'm listening. Okay. It's fine. All right. Um, so, so they decide, Ichabod decides, well, he's got to exhume, um, he's got to exhume the victims on a tip from Phillips who tells him that the widow, uh, was pregnant. 
Um, so, right. (laughs) Which, like, that was great when he's doing the autopsy of the pregnant woman and he, like, pulls apart her dress and he sees, like, the, like, little jab to the abdomen. I was like, oh, that is so, like... That is so heartless, you know, like, I mean, it's bad enough that he cut off her head and then he just goes and just is like, oh, just going to kill the little baby with See, a quick little jab. I thought that was badass because I thought maybe he went in and cut off the baby's head. Like he was really that like, yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I, it, I thought it was, um, I thought it was right for the character because he would have no mercy like that <laughs> for sure. But it was just like, wow. Yeah. I just, I looked at it as he's a. That, you know, being a mom, <laughs> um, I looked at it. He he was just essentially reassurance. I guess he killed the mom, and then you know it would serve to be science that the baby would not live either. But he just did it as like reassurance stabbing. Yeah, because I'm like the die. baby's not gonna live. Like <laughs> what's? I mean, he didn't need to do that. The yeah, he's not gonna live. Yeah, I mean uh, overkill, but you know that's a lot how these movies went at this time period like they had to do that so that Ichabod would learn that that she was pregnant yeah yeah exactly plot device essentially yeah yeah basically um so then he confronts Phillips about it but then Phillips gets attacked by the horseman and he watches the horseman kill Phillips which is like great because is this the point when he's like he realizes the horseman's real yes this is the point where he realizes realizes real because he doesn't come after him i love it it doesn't come after him no it just comes to phillips it 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 chops off phillips's head phillips's head tumbles down a hill and right in between johnny depp's legs where it stops and then the horseman rides past and skewers the head through the top with his sword and leaves johnny's like panting there until he eventually faints and then he won't come out of his room for like a couple of days because he's so freaked out that the horseman is real and it's so funny when they're like they're like are you okay and he's like the horseman is real and they're like yes Uh we know we told you no but he's real yes we told you but he's he's you know he keeps going (laughs) but he's real and yes we know we told you everyone told you it's cracks me up i laughed so hard at that part yeah it's like everyone's like you're the only one who didn't believe he was why are you trying to tell us that he is we all know right we all know yeah this is what we've been telling you for days you finally get it and he's just like he can't even get out of bed he's so freaked out uh so then let's see he goes why does he go to the crane, the crane, the crone? He, well, he oh, was, he know. and, um, he and Mas, young Mathis were going to investigate. And, right, they're investigating. And that's when they find the crone. Um, they found her little hut and they go in there and, um, the crone makes young Mathis go out and takes, uh, Johnny into the, into her house and says, you know, she does this thing where she goes into a trance. Um, yeah, she channels. She channels like a demon or something or a, yeah. or a evil spirit. Tells him exactly where to find the grave of the ho- the uh, horseman because that's what they were looking for. And it says, um, "Past this trail by the dead tree." Um, 
um let me see the tree of the dead tree of the dead thank you which looks uh, oddly like Hexus's tree from Fern Gully. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> Hexus. <laughs> Before they even went to see the crone, though, um, uh, Ichabod is like writing down, like he's trying to figure this out. He's like, I figured out the Van Garrets were killed first. You know, he figured out the Van Garrets were killed first. The widow was then killed. Then, um, Masbeth, the servants to the Van Garrets. He's trying to like sketch this out in his book as to what the hell is, why, why was he, the horseman's only going after like certain people. Like he avoided him completely. Um, so he wrote that down in his book and he left it in his room before he went to go see the crone, correct? Well, yes. Yeah, but I mean, he figured, he really ran with that theory after he talked to the crone. Yes. So then the crone, um, with the crone's directions, he he and Masbeth started going to find the, the Tree of the Dead, and they run into Katrina out in the woods, too. Right. She f- manages to somehow find them, even though she doesn't know where they were going. I love it. Um, no one wants yeah. to know them. And so they find the horseman's grave and this tree is really cool. Um, I love that he hacks at it. And instead of like sap, blood comes gushing out. I just wanted to say real fast, technically about what you were talking about with the tree when it's spurting out red, they actually filmed this movie with a blue tint. So to combat that, it's actually a bright, bright orange. The like anytime you see blood, whatever, it was a bright, bright orange has the blue tint that they, they filmed this in. So interesting i like that that's really interesting yeah um so yeah he does and he writes a thing that's saying that it must be baltus or the conspiracy points to baltus um because he would have inherited the estate after all these people died um because he is a van garrett relative and he finds this to be really like unusual and katrina's just like no, duh. It's because we're all related. That's why nobody told you, man. Like, hello. Is, that where, <laughs> is this where you were getting your West Virginia vibes? Yes, thank you. Yes, very much so. West Virginia got it from the Dutch. I know they did. Everyone, we got everything from the Dutch, practically. <laughs> I was Morgan kidding. Shoes, tulips, windmills. We got everything from the Dutch. Sabotage. Come on. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Chaos is an overcome with that. I love it. All right, we just like totally derailed. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading through my notes. Um, and then that, uh, the horseman kills the midwife. And I have a question about that yeah. when that happens. Did yeah. he, he killed the fa- the husband of the midwife and the midwife? Did he yes. kill the little kid too? Because I know he went back to find him under the floorboards. He yes. did, in fact. Yes. Did if you him. see okay. him, he comes out and he's cinching out the head bag and he's got another head in there. I did not. Yeah, I saw the head bag, but I couldn't count how many heads were in that bag because it wasn't clear. It was brown. So I just, I just assumed with the way he essentially hunted the kid down and then pulled him out of the hiding spot. I was like, oh, he's dead. Like, okay. yeah, he's not going to, he's not going to like, I know. like, Oh, sorry. Just wanted to make sure you were okay. Bye kid. Yeah. Like he, that's not what he was doing. He, if he comes back for the kid. It's cause he's going to kill him. I mean, that sucks. Poor kid. That poor little boy, but she said it right in front of her husband and her kids. So she had to die. Uh, that's the, uh, not the church award. What is that? Oh, we got so many awards in this one. 
Kittner Award. That, that's that's a Kittner Award. Kittner Award, yes. And also, if you if you think of it as in like what a stupid thing that was to do, it could also be a uh, Nestor Award for her death. What's a Nestor Award again? That's like the stupidest death. Oh yeah, like, like the the dumbest dumbest way to die. <laughs> <laughs> She couldn't keep her she couldn't keep her lips together. She had to talk about everything. So she got her whole family killed. God. Got her whole family killed. Yeah, she deserved it. No, I'm just kidding. Wow, that got dark fast. <laughs> did I take that past its logical conclusion and out into Norwares though? That's sorry. Yeah, that. yeah, you did. It's okay. Okay. So um just Katrina finds out what he wrote and she takes all his evidence that he's accumulated and she goes back to the house that she took him to to show him where she grew up and she burns all the evidence so that he can't accuse her father which is just like girl what the fuck are you doing but anyway <laughs> she well, should evidence- know just because you burn the evidence doesn't mean the story's dead yeah, and the evidence she burns is actually the stuff he got from Hardenbrook because he's the one that said that Peter Garrett had secretly married the widow and that's who's the baby was that's the, the widow's baby. baby. Yeah. yeah. So it's all because of this. they were all beneficiaries to this new will. Right. And Hardenbrook, uh, Hardenbrook commits suicide, actually. Mm. I still um, blame the villain and all this for that. Not the Headless Horseman, but the one we're getting to. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is it? It's how Ichabod goes out into the woods. He follows uh, Katrina's stepmom into the woods, and she's she's getting it on with the Reverend before he, yeah. And she like cuts her hand because that's a thing that you do during sex, isn't it? Obviously, blood play. Yeah, I mean, in some I mean, circles, but I, I didn't think that, you know, in like 1799 Dutch Hamlet of Sleepy Hollow, that was really, they were super into kink or something. I, don't know. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I assumed that she was doing it like, because that's like the mark, you know, like when you cut your hand like that, it's like the, the mark. So I assumed she was doing it and then like putting her blood like on the reverend or whatever. And that was like, she was showing the headless horseman like this is the next one it might have been i thought she do it did it because she saw ichabod and she wanted him to see the slice on her hand so that later when she killed the servant girl sarah and put the slice on her hand he would think it was her yeah that's why i thought she did it too oh okay fair enough the uh the trail fair enough so that night, Steenwick convenes a town meeting uh, at the church where he wants everybody to speak out about Ichabod. Um, but as they're all starting to head towards the church, the horseman uh, is arriving for its next victim. And Baltus throws himself into the thick of it, yelling that uh, the horseman killed his wife. Um Although, actually, he did not witness her death. What happened was he ran like a little boy as soon as he saw the horseman approaching his wife you with the sword in his hand. so much nicer than I am because I was going to say he ran like a pussy. 
and left his wife. I, I honestly didn't think that uh, women needed to be insulted for this man's idiocy. So I <laughs> wanted to go with a non-gendered thing. I said he ran like a little boy instead of a little girl or a pussy or whatever. See, I don't think pussy as a as a necessarily is. I just feel like a wuss. You don't That's think pussy is, is a gendered insult? Are you serious? I right don't. Now? It is literally a piece of female anatomy. Like what? I don't use it that way. I use it for male or female or anything. I don't equate it as a. I use it like doesn't, wussy. That doesn't take away the meaning of the word. Okay, so he ran like a little wussy away, leaving his wife behind. Yes, he did. He ran like a little wussy. So. The horseman attacks the church, but he can't get in because it's a holy place or whatever. Um, So then, like, all of a sudden, the remaining people who, like, elders who aren't dead are like, holy shit, the horseman's coming for us. And we got to, you know, like, they start attacking each other. They're at each other's throats. They're really not handling it well. Uh, One of them tries to confess to Baltus what happened. But before he can, uh, uh, the reverend... Whoa, shit. That scared the shit out of me. Sorry. Oh, that was he like, a, like, that was perfect. That scared the shit out of me. Before that happened, Zoe cried at him. <laughs> that was like an MFM when they do the Elvis, you want a cookie? And then he yeah, replied. That was like perfect. It was. <laughs> Holy crap. And then she just ran away. She said her piece. She's ready. She's done. <laughs> so, the, but the horseman, it turns out, is really there for Baltus. And I thought it was a very ingenious way he had of getting Baltus out of the church to kill him. Oh, yeah. The harpoon. That was, like, <laughs> yeah. amazing. That was so yeah. Great. He just launches it through the window. It goes right through Baltus. And he literally drags him out the window. And out of the church and then chops his head off. So Ichabod, because even smart people can be dumbasses sometimes, finally decides that Katrina must be the one controlling the horsemen. I mean, she did act slightly suspiciously by burning the stuff earlier. That's usually when you try and burn evidence yeah when you burn evidence that's that usually kind of makes you a suspect that's not exactly something that innocent people do but in this case he just happened to gamble wrong (laughs) yeah um so he because also she when they're in the church she draw this she draws this weird uh pictogram on the floor and he assumes it's the he and he assumes it's the evil eye because that's what young Masbeth says it is, um, but actually it's a protection spell symbol for your loved ones. So he's an idiot. He just he's not an idiot, but he assumes before instead of asking, you know, like hello, you're you're supposed to be an investigator. You don't assume things. So <laughs> um, she's a witch. Because she's, well, she's a good witch, I guess. Because she's she, a white witch, yes. Yeah, she's trying to um, throw up spells that are protection spells. Yeah. But let's just never address that either. It's fine. <laughs> well, I always thought that that was part of uh, what Ichabod liked about her because, although maybe it isn't because it made, me, made him think of his mom. Because it seems like they both kind of had moms like that, that were a little bit pagan, you know? Um, so 
sorry, it's another cat. Katrina is like, fuck you, Ichabod, and she storms off. And then she finds out that her stepmom is alive and well. And it turns out that oh, actually, actually um, the body that everyone assumed to be hers because it had the cut on the hand was actually Sarah, the maidservant that she had murdered. Um, so her stepmom abducts Katrina. <laughs> Kitty is really trying to say I'm sorry, I'm muting my mic, sorry. Yeah. So or you could talk. I mean, I'm doing all of the talking. Well, I don't want to interrupt you. I, I was just gonna yeah, I'm uh please interrupt away. Okay, so um real fast before we even get into this part, let's talk about real fast, because I really want to talk about this part. Uh okay. Ichabod's mother, because you just mentioned briefly about her being like kind of like a pagan too. Yeah. So um you finally get through all of his dreams and his unconscious feigning spells because he has a ton of them although he's not the only one christina richie has one too um but you do see that his mother was this free spirit and his father um played by peter guinness um decides to kill her to save her from her innocence to save her soul. To save her soul. Because and, to him, he's not seeing an innocent he, like she is. He's seeing a evil heathen. Mm-hmm. And he takes her into this room where he puts her in it. I want to say it's an Iron Maiden, right? Yep. That's how he kills her. But the thing is, is this this man has all this a room full of this torture device. Like, yeah. what the fuck? How do you marry somebody so innocent and have a room like, I... Mm, I don't get it. Uh, well, how did they get married at all? I mean, did she get sold to him? I seriously don't understand how those two have. ended up married. Because it's... it doesn't seem to me like they would like each other at all. Like, way too much that they just, you know, like, opposites attract. But this is a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. No, it's so very weird. I'm like, all the torture device in there. And that's how Ichabod, you notice Ichabod has these, like, little marks on his hand and that's what it's from is from he put his he got freaked out by his mother being in this iron maiden and, and it opens up and all this blood spurts out at him and he puts his hands back on this other torture device and you see the room and it's just full of torture devices which looks awesome i, I will say that but you know <laughs> it doesn't make sense at all well it does because it's supposed to be pointing out the hypocrisy of of the church oh that's true that makes sense because it was in the church it was yep. like a room in a church, which is just wow. really fucking weird. Yeah. And did, like- it, did anyone else get like freaked out by that? Was it tryptophobia? Is that the fear of circles or something like that? Uh, yeah. I don't have that fear, but I know a lot of people do though. Yeah. They, the fear the, of circles? Mm-hmm. The fe- yeah. The fear of circles, like concentric circles like that. Yeah. Like a lot of circles clustered together. Let me look at the name. It's, um, it's oh, like- okay. Yeah. 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 I gotcha. I know what you mean. It took me a minute, but when you said all clustered together like that, I'm like, okay, I have heard yeah, of that. It yeah. did. It kind of gave me the heebie jeebies. I was like, <laughs> tripophobia. Yeah. Tripophobia. Like, like beehives and stuff like that. Like, yeah. So you have that then? I mean, not, not severely. I think it was just because I was watching the movie and it, oh, okay. like, I think just because I had something to do with skin that kind of did it for me. But like, beehives, no, nah, I don't have issues with that. I think it just I had to do with like being on the skin portion. Gotcha. That kind of gave me, like, the weirdos, weirdies, so. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, back to Katrina and her Lady uh, Lady Van Tassel. Yeah, so, 
she explains like why she's doing this baby we we finally get the villain's monologue you yes. know explains, yes. i think like, that was my issue with this movie is that i really didn't understand specifically what was going on until we got to the villain's monologue and then i was like oh suddenly this all makes sense yeah, it all ties <laughs> yeah, together. It's, uh, yeah, it's I mean it's it's part mystery, you know, so like that's why they were doing that. They had the little clues, but they really waited <clears throat> excuse me. And uh like so that you could, I don't know, have a chance to figure it out yourself, I guess, unless but uh who was going to. Um but anyway, so she explains, yeah, she used to be an archer, not literally that was her last name, I mean. Um <laughs> she lived in that house that Katrina grew up in until her father was killed and the Van Garrett, the Van Tassels um, kicked her family out. She and her sister and her mother. Well, the Van Garretts kicked them out for the Van Tassels, moved the Van Tassels in. So it was Van Garrett that kicked them out. Yes. Sorry. I, I flip flopped the names. Van Garrett kicked them out. So the Van Tassels could live there. Um, so she reveals like, so I decided then that I was going to become the head of the Van Tassel household and take all their money. And so, um, she explains how she used fear, blackmail and lust to draw the other elders into her plot. And then she eliminated anyone, all the other heirs and witnesses, including killing her own sister because she aided Ichabod. That was wrong. I know, I mean, what a bee. Seriously. And it it was especially, like, bizarre because she was her sister, so what? I don't know, it was meta. She played her sister. Oh, did she? Okay. Yeah, yeah, she played the crone. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So, maybe I missed this part. Was it explained or confirmed that Lady Van Tassel and her sister were the two girls that you see at the beginning? Yes, it was confirmed. Uh, Lady Van Tassel was actually the one that snapped the twig. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. I just kind of assumed that, but I wasn't sure if it was actually like confirmed and like said like Yeah. Yeah, she, she goes she that, even that, tells that, the story really again. Quick, tidy, you know, snip the threads there, reconnect them. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Sure. So she summons the horsemen to get Katrina. Um and she's up at the windmill now, right? Like for some reason, they that's where the Lady Van Tassel takes her as the windmill. Well, it's a the great windmill. evil ending scene. I mean, it's a great place for an evil ending. It's, well, and it's also a place that uh, John, Johnny Depp, that that Tim Burton uses a lot. He uses windmills in his movies a lot. Yeah. See, I'm, so he, I'm not, of course, yes, we had to have the windmill because Tim right. Burton had to have it. And I don't know what it's supposed to symbolize because I didn't look that up, but I'll have a feeling that it does, that it is supposed to symbolize something because that's Tim Burton. Probably. Um, but I don't know what it means. So uh, Ichabod and Masbeth, they get there right when the horseman does. Um, they make it out alive, but they burn the windmill down, which is awesome. But of course, it's like, did we stop the horseman? Well, no, he's already dead. So you didn't stop the horseman. So the horseman comes out of the completely burned down windmill, just like, hey, guys, how's it going? I'm still here to kill you. And they have a chase to the Tree of the Dead, uh, where Ichabod manages to get 
the horseman's skull away from Lady Van Tassel and returns it to him, which breaks the curse and sets the horseman free from control. Um, so when he's not forced to do anything anymore and he has his freedom, the horseman's like, okay, well, you know, it's really nice to meet you, Katrina, but I don't care about you anymore. I care about the woman who's been making me kill people because she's really pissing me off. So he uh, abducts Lady Van Tassel and takes her back to hell with him. It's so great. So fucking great. Yes. <laughs> and then the end of the I movie. Liked, I like is... how he gave her like the kiss of death. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, it, it says. Um, I I read something that said that he bit out her tongue. Oh, oh. I did not read that. That's cool. I mean, that would be the kiss of death, I guess. That would do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then the movie ends with Ichabod and Katrina and young Masbeth, uh entering New York City in the new year. I just want to say real fast about that. Um, that final scene where. Uh, Johnny Depp's actually being uh, trailed or like dragged by the fucking carriage. He actually did that himself. He was actually dragged by the carriage just wearing bulletproof clothing. Yeah. Because I was like, that would be incredibly painful. I wonder what the stuntman's doing there. Yeah, they had bulletproof clothing on him and he actually did it himself. So. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I thought it would be bad enough just constantly having like leaves and shit flying in your face while you're trying to do that too. Oh, like, oh my god. Well, and, and speaking of that, so speaking of the trees and the leaves and shit, that forest was actually built on a sound set, but hmm. they actually had birds come in and live there on the set and like bugs and stuff. And like the birds you would hear were actually the real birds that came onto set. No like, way. Yeah, that were actually chirping. Like they were uninvited guests, but it made it perfect. So, yeah. I just thought that was a cool little feature. Uh, that is really cool. Um, I like this. Ricci described her character as a princessy character, very one sided, no emotional depth. <laughs> very true, actually. <laughs> Couldn't say it. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Like, she definitely plays it right. It makes sense. Like, you can tell when Katrina burns the evidence. It's like, what is this girl's damage? <laughs> What's her damage? A lot, apparently. Well, her mother died. Killed by her stepmother. Yeah. Okay, There's I suppose that makes on. sense. <laughs> Which, hello, Tim Burton tropes all over this movie. Like, the, the troubled childhood. It reminded me mm-hmm. so much of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Because Christopher Lee actually played Johnny Depp's father in that one. And, um, but yeah, the whole trauma childhood, I don't know, just such a trope of yeah. terms. Eh. It definitely is. And so is the, um, criticism of religion. Mm-hmm. And, um, and... all the little gadgets, they just scream Tim Burton, yes. all of Johnny Depp's gadgets. I love that. Yeah. Did you Even guys, the... did you guys catch the scarecrow at the very beginning? Yes. It is 100 That is, yeah, that is Jack Skellington. We actually, like, me and Joe were watching... Um, we watched the movie while the boys were napping and I actually like rewound the movie so I could go back. I'm like, yes, that is. I'm like yelling. And Joe's like, I don't get it. Like, I think he's only seen nightmare like a few times. (laughs) So I was like, no, you don't understand. I'm like, that's Jack Skellington. So yeah, (laughs) I was, I was very excited about that and he didn't understand. He didn't get it. (laughs) 
I just love um I loved I loved the dreams of his mother. She was it was like the the sweet music and her like dancing around floating in the forest and everything was so magical and and then it was like it was so funny cuz I'm like okay it's I think this is realistic but I wouldn't know but it just cracks me up that like she's got such decolletage going on the whole time in his dreams. Wow. Like why is this little boy dreaming about his mom's boobies so much? That's not creepy at all. I thought it was a little creepy. I'm like I don't know, maybe it's normal. I have no idea, but it was just kind of weird. Did you see the hidden Mickey Mouse in this? No. No, yeah. no, where is it? The hidden Mickey is in the first four drops of the red wax dripping at the beginning of the movie at the one minute mark. I didn't notice it either. We'll have to look it up. Yeah, no, I didn't. I mean, I saw I saw that part, but no, I didn't think that was a hidden Mickey. Yeah, yeah, hidden Mickey. Looks like I'll have to rewatch it again. I think so too. <laughs> um, we forgot to say about Brom Casper Van Diem, who actually is a van. He's got Dutch mm-hmm. ancestry too, so he actually is related to some Van Tassels in real life. Um, we forgot to put this in the movie part when he gets destroyed. He goes after the fucking has, uh, horseman, like will not leave the man alone. The man obviously doesn't want him, does not want oh, him. Yeah. And I was going to bring that up, and I forgot. I totally forgot. Yeah, I know. There's so much in this movie though. So, and he just yeah. gets macerated, like not decapitated. Oh, he just cuts him right through the middle. I love that part. Well, because the, the the horseman is, like, so mad at that point. Oh, He's yeah. like, I am not here for you. Stop attacking me. And the dude won't leave him alone. And Ichabod's even going, like, just leave him alone. He's not here for you. And then Brahm won't do it. So horseman's finally like, fine. You know what? Fine. I will give you what you want. I will take your fucking head. Well, it's kind of like you those guys that go, punch me. Punch me. No, punch me. No, punch me. And then when they get punched, they whine, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was begging for his head to get cut off. Well, he didn't get satisfied because he got his whole midsection cut off, so. Even better. Even better. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, Van Tassel. Yeah. Um, oh, and I loved how every time Ichabod got scared, he was using him somebody else as a human shield, like women, children, didn't matter. Oh, I love that, yes. When he was, like, young, uh, uh, the young boy. I'm like, that's so great. Yes, make him go first. Awesome. And did, did anybody else think that when the portal to hell in the tree opened up it looked like a vag or was it just me uh that was just you i didn't think of it at first but yeah no looking back yeah i could now see I it, could I see see it. now it. yeah now i can now you mention it but i didn't see it right then so like, i've okay because i've seen this many times and it i it never struck me that way but then today or not today but when i watched it um last night again i watched it again i watched it twice um I was like, oh, my God, that looks so much <laughs> like uh, <laughs> I was just like, I, that's all I can see now. That's all I can see. I can't unsee it. I'm like, all right. So what is that trying to say? I'm really not sure. And that, dear maybe- friends, is why I did not have a mirror at either of the boys' births. And I was oh, like, thanks. nope. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I told my midwife this time around when she asked about it, I was like, no, I have absolutely no desire to stare into my own personal Sarlacc pit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. 
Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. that would be weird. Do people do that though? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, they do it so they can watch their own kid being born. Yep. Oh. And sometimes it's used for like self confidence motivation too. Yeah. Just to look at yourself down there, like a mirror. Yeah. 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 No, like <laughs> Carnage, you're saying that to be funny, but no, that I, that is. No, I'm, thing. no, I'm not being funny. I'm being serious. <laughs> it's a true thing. Yeah, it's a true uh, therapy method. Yeah. I. Uh, okay. So the last piece of trivia I have, I'm just going to punch this in there right in between badges. Um, Goldeneye, the one that played the horse that Ichabod was riding, he was going to be put down. Um, gun, Gunpowder? Uh, gun yeah. Um, Johnny Depp adopted him so he didn't get put down. <gasps> oh, Johnny Depp. And that's why I love Johnny Depp even more. So. Oh, he, he saved the horsey. That's all I've got to say about that. So, yeah. Aww. That melted my heart a little bit. <laughs> okay, that I have, thing I pretend I don't have. I have, I have two. So the the crone, the witch in the western woods, was supposed to have a bigger part. Like she was supposed to not like be in more than one than just that like one scene. Uh, Katrina was supposed to, Lady Van Tassel um, was supposed to like mention her in a conversation with Ichabod and then Ichabod would go talk to her and then later they would find the witch beheaded and then it was actually supposed to help Ichabod kind of further implicate Lady Van Tassel because he was supposed mm -hmm. to see the blood and then seeing the blood would help point toward it being a, a human who was doing the killings not necessarily the headless horseman and then mm -hmm. he was also supposed to see katrina wearing a necklace that he had seen the witch wearing so that but mm. they took that out because apparently that would have made it too uh what's the word why do my words always fail me right when i use them to be I well, I think it would have been too long, too, because it was already at an hour 45 minutes. I mean, so, I mean, this movie was already verging on the too long point to have more scenes put in. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What you mean, though, too? Um, I know Jeez. what word you're looking for. Sorry, my microphone tipped. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I can tell. Oh, the other one I want to say is that apparently they wanted Marlon Brando as the first <laughs> choice to play the Hessian. Oh, my. That would have been amazing. I only wish he would have had the chance to do so as long as he had the cotton in his cheeks like he did in The Godfather. <laughs> you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> I was just watching Robin Hood Men in Tights and you know he's oh in that oh, and he's yeah, got yeah. the cotton in his yeah. mouth and he's like, the dentist left it in. Oh, that's that's Dom <laughs> Deluise. That's not him. It's Dom Deluise. Yeah, mocking him. yeah. No, that's, he's supposed to be Marlon Brando. Yeah, that's what he's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. I love that part. There are oh eighteen God. decapitations in this movie. Eighteen. Yeah. That is awesome. Total body count is nineteen, though. Right. Because there was because well, maybe. Yep. Uh, do you want to read? Yeah, let's rate this thing. I mean, um, are we rating or are we doing awards? Do we have awards? What are we oh, doing? We got a do lot we of awards. awards. We've got a Kittner. We We've did a got Kittner. a church award. All the birds that were killed and animals and yeah. Um, we've got, we have a Chad award for Brom because I think he was kind of a Chad when he I think Brom pranked, is the Chad. Yeah, when he pranked Ichabod with that, throwing that flaming pumpkin in his head. 
Yeah, yeah. I think that makes him the Chad, yeah. Um, what else? No Marigold, really, really? Yeah. I mean, <sighs> evil villain speech. I mean, Katrina Katrina kind of fits as a Marigold, but she, she has a little bit more into the story than just being a Marigold. Yeah, she's. Yeah. I mean, like she's there. She's there to be um, a love interest, and just kind of talk, and you know, like give convenient. Um, she's there to talk. Too. <laughs> but you know, she does. She does do more than just like walk in, give a backstory, and then walk out again. Yeah, but all yeah. the same, like, okay, could could this have just been figured out by Ichabod anyway? <laughs> you know, right. I do have to say, Christina Ritchie, really good as a blonde. Just saying that, putting that out there. I do. I don't know. I don't know. She didn't have eyebrows. That was really weird. Blonde eyebrows on her did not look good. It was really weird. Weirded out by that. I'm for it. Yeah, I was. I was not. (laughs) I always prefer her with black hair because I like when she came out in Adam's family. I think that was the first thing I saw her in. Um, there's a reason why I connect to that movie slash TV show. And, uh, I was about her age when it came out. So she was like my little girl crush. Like one of her, um, like one of her trademarks is like, she kind of, she looks at you and she smirks and raises an eyebrow. (laughs) Like if you watch any of her movies, you'll see exactly what I mean by that. And I think it was because she had the blonde eyebrows. She was making the face, but I couldn't see the eyebrow. And so it was really just making her whole face like look weird. Like she kind of looks like she was constipated. It was weird. (laughs) All right. I can see that. Yeah. But I mean, I, 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 I love her. I think she's a great actress. I do too. You know, I mean, I've seen yeah, her, her in it. It's just, I think it was, I think it was because I was waiting for that quintessential Christina Ritchie face, and with the blonde eyebrows, I could not have it. And I can see that. Um, for me, it was the accent. Like, what the fuck was that accent she was doing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was not an accent. The same. Was, is it the same accent that she used um, in Lizzie Borden? I yeah, I want to say like I don't know. I think she was a bit better in Lizzie Borden, but like her accent in this one was real bad. Maybe she like maybe she perfected it for Lizzie. I'm not sure, but oh my god, it bothered me so much. I was just like, <laughs> oh, it's probably the same thing with you and the blonde eyebrows. It was just like distracting me the whole movie. It's a possibility, definitely. <laughs> <sighs> Okay. Any any other awards you guys can think of, or is that probably about it? Is I that think. is that an award, the bad accent award, or it did we just be. make that the bad accent award? The John Voight award. The what? John Voight award. The John Voight award. Oh yeah. So works. So. <laughs> All right. So Christina Ricci gets the John Voight award. <laughs> All right, I can dig it. All right, sounds good. That's, anything else? No, I think that's it for awards. I don't think there's anything else. Okay. Um, who wants to rate first? I'll go first. Um, oh, like nobody laughed. Okay, yeah, you didn't even ask me. Usually you ask me. The answer's always <laughs> no, know. but you always the ask. The always no. So I just was like, oh, you know what? I'll just say me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will give this movie... I watch this movie all the time. I'm going to have to give it like an eight and a half. 
Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It didn't, uh, it kept me entertained. I, I will say that for sure. So I'll go like, uh, eh, I'll go 7.913. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's it has its issues, but overall, it for being a 1999 horror suspense movie, the effects don't last as we know from watching other movies from this time period. But the story itself was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it for having actually being able to finally watch it all the way through for once. Um, Gator actually woke up from his nap probably with about half an hour left. And he um, sat and watched it with us. So I think that says something. We have a little horror movie fan in the (laughs) making. Um, I'll give the movie like a 7.7624. I think. I'll definitely rewatch it. So, and if if just Joe, if just Joe were here, he would probably give it something like seven pumpkin heads or something like that. (laughs) Seven flunky, flaming pumpkins. Yeah, seven flaming pumpkins. (laughs) All right, cool. Should we pimp and get out then? No fan fiction. Oh shit! Oh my god! Yes. What the hell, Carnage? I know. There is no crossover, sadly, but there are about five uh, fan fictions, although one's like in French, on fanfiction.net. So go check those out. And please, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, go make a fan fiction because I'm desperately lacking crossovers lately. So I need me some crossover fan fiction. I mean, okay, we we have it set up already. If you think we have Ichabod Crane, Katrina, or no, wait, is that her name? Christina Ritchie. Um, Christina Ritchie and and Mazbeth. There's your trio right there. So Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> and then we just have to figure out who plays the other characters. <laughs> uh, Applejack's got to be there somewhere. I think he's got to be the headless horse one. That yes, one it's a girl. Stop calling Applejack a boy. Sorry, Applejack the girl. I'm sorry. That, I mean, that would work. There you go. That would make sense. All right, that's all the fanfic I have. So now it's time to pick. Right. No, back off, Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, why is there no Star Wars crossovers? Star Wars crossovers? That what you said? I yeah, know. I said, why are there no Star or Wars Batman. crossovers? Batman. I mean, you got Alfred. I mean, come on, yeah. come on, make something happen. And all those Harry Potters. Come on. Yeah, it practically writes itself. This fanfiction. It really does. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. Pippas. We are part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Morbidlybeautiful.com is your place for all things horror. They have anything you need. If you are looking for a new movie, if you have a specific movie in mind, but you're not sure if you want to watch it because you don't know if it's any good or worth your time, it doesn't matter. They have so much quality content. They have so many amazing writers. They're ex- even accepting um, original fiction and art now. It's a really amazing site. So go check it out. Their podcast podcast network is amazing. We have some great shows. So um, yeah, uh, we are hosted by Anchor.fm because it's free. We are on social media at Podcast at Night on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We even have a Facebook group that you should join. Um, 
Yes, I'm the moderator. You should come join. We're really funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. We would really appreciate a review. If you go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review and screenshot it. Send that to podcastatnight at gmail.com, and we will send you a free vinyl sticker uh, just for like five minutes of your time. It's pretty sweet. We also have a merch store. If you're interested, you can find bags, mugs, uh, pillows, shirts, anything you want. You know, you send that Marigold t-shirt to your lazy friend who does nothing but show up, explain what's going on, and leave again. You know, it's really a party pooper, but they can at least have a shirt that says Marigold. Dude, am top. I our Marigold? Oh, my God. I maybe. am our Marigold, aren't I? um and also if you are you though i feel like that would be my job because you're actually on every week i'm the one who dips in and out no i mean in general like at parties like i show up late and i leave early and then i'm just there to like tell them what's going on and then i leave again so in general in our group of friends i think i am the marigold no i think that'd be morpheus oh okay all right i feel better then yeah i can see that also, uh, if you are a Nintendo Switch player who plays Animal Crossing and you're looking for your ultimate dream villagers, uh, check out an Etsy shop. We will link in the show notes called Pogwash Island Villagers for all of your amiibo needs. And that's it from Chaos. So I will say adios and just stay bloodthirsty, friends. Good night from Carnage, and as always, we're filmed. What? (laughs) Good night, night. Yeah, good night from Maverick. Carnage was trying to like cut me out there. Jesus, see if I ever step in for you again. Good night from Maverick. Now throwing over to Carnage. (laughs) Good night from Carnage, and as always, we're filmed in front of a live studio audience of cats. Maria.